you're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. Oh, we are in for a treat with this we episode. We are in for a treat, Tori. <laughs> we, before we pressed record, Jess, my beautiful friend that's here with me, and I were already singing, you know, little silly songs about our colds in the December seasons. Tis the season to be flemmy. La 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 la. I don't know. Hello, everybody. Hi. Take nice it or leave you. it. Nice to meet you guys. We are immediately friends after that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here with Jess Shakir. She is a mentor. And mm. I think one of the most beautiful elements of who you are, Jess, is that mm. you champion people. You celebrate oh. people. I met Jess earlier this year. We were connected on Instagram first, and then we went from not meeting each other on Instagram ever, just talking to sharing a bed together <laughs> at a retreat in which yep. Jess brought a three inch layer plush cover for our cabin bed. And I just felt like I hit the lottery of a friend right away. She's amazing and joyful and also brought plush comfort for me to enjoy. You know, you're bougie when you bring your own three inch mattress topper to a cabin. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely right. You also we enjoyed bougie, really good sleep. You're bougie and you're like in your thirties or beyond because, you know, after a while, I just can't sleep in those, you know, cardboard beds. Mm-hmm. My goodness. But in the short time that I had with you, Jess, earlier this year, I walked away and I said, you know, it's not often that you get to be in the presence of someone that truly makes you feel loved and believed in. Mm-hmm. And that is so your calling wow. and um, mm-hmm. genuine kindness and super hard worker and creative woman. And I'm so excited to introduce my friends to you and vice versa wow. on this episode. <laughs> We're going to talk about how to or why you should say yes mm-hmm. to the Lord in 2023. What does it look like to offer your best yes, to put an investment there, to put mm. the work in, to follow God on the journey of becoming who he's always created you to be and using mm. your gifts for his glory and for the goodness of others. Um, we'll talk more about that at the very end, but what I'd love for you to begin with, Jess, is just dive into your story. Let my friends get to know you a little bit and what God has done in and through your life. Cause you've lived a lot of different lives all in one. It feels like you're a little kitty cat. You're like on yes. year on life six <laughs> out of your nine lives. <laughs> it feels that way. Tori, thank you so much. I just want to take a moment and celebrate this moment. Thank you for seeing that gift in me and thank you for honoring me in that way. And I am thrilled and I am honored. I'm receiving it with a grateful heart. And in this moment, I'm kind of geeking out because I love you. I love your podcast. Before we met, I always learned so much with you and from you. And I thought, oh, one day I want to meet her. We we could be friends. And now we are. And now I'm on your podcast. So it is a full, full circle, circle moment. moment. Yes. Go God. Go God. <laughs> I love that. Well, amen. And my story. So I I love the Lord and I have grown up 
being so attracted and allured by beauty. I was a ballerina. That was my first love, tiptoeing around the, the house before I could walk and just so attracted and enamored with all kinds of beauty, light, color, movement, dance, um, fashion, makeup. And, and it was very interesting to look back on my life and realize that little girl was aware of what was in her heart. And that thing in her heart was leading her somewhere. And I followed that passion. I followed that curiosity mm. with the Lord. I've always had a relationship with the Lord. And if I may just tell you one other pivotal story, because it's foundational to who I am, is that when I was about four, it was two weeks before my birthday, my daddy passed away suddenly. Mm. And that was startling to me. I remember, I mean, this is like four years old, five years old, but I feel like I remember those memories of how I felt. And it was so wild because I knew my daddy loved me. Mm. I knew he was in heaven. Even it was two weeks before my birthday. We didn't, um, I, I didn't speak a word from the day he died until my birthday. Mm. And my mom and my older siblings Thank the Lord. It was such a Holy Spirit download. They put a birthday card in the mail for me, Tori. And the birthday card was from my daddy in heaven. Oh, my God. It had ballerinas on the front. And it said, I hope I can find this one day, but I'm going to paraphrase. It was something like, my beautiful daughter, I'm sorry I can't be there for your birthday. I went to heaven to build you a Disneyland. And I wanted to go before you so that by the time you get here, it'll be built and it'll be ready. And I love you and happy birthday. And I had the best birthday ever. I knew, I believed that. And I knew my daddy loves me. He went to heaven before me to prepare a place for me. Sound familiar? Jesus Mm -hmm. talking in the gospel to his disciples. Mm -hmm. And I then grew up with the knowledge that I am known and loved and seen by heaven. Yeah. By not only my daddy, John, who's in heaven, but my heavenly father, that was foundational because the enemy was getting into those cracks in, in the story or in, in, in my heart and tempting me with abandonment issues. So mm. that was a layer of my story on my life. God got into the cracks in my heart and I felt that the Holy Spirit was wooing me toward love people well while you can. We are not promised tomorrow. Love Mm. big, celebrate big, honor big. It wasn't until my mid-20s that I began realizing the idea story and and that I could actually work on my story with the Lord and these memories and I could heal and I could connect the dots of my life and that I don't have to be just a slave to my past story that I can have freedom in Christ as I heal with him. And, Mm. and that's ongoing. And I love that about you too, Tori, that you lead people well into this healing work and into deeper layers of freedom. I was always attracted to beauty and fun and celebration. While I have been a a student of beauty all my life, I've been a celebrity hair makeup artist for 25 years, traveled the world, worked with all kinds of crazy cool people. It wasn't until recently that the 19th century theologian, Jonathan Edwards, helped put language to the reality. Can one study true beauty apart from studying God? Mm. No, for they are one and the same. To study beauty is to study God. I wasn't just a student of beauty all my life. 
I've been a student of God all my life Mm -hmm. by admiring the works of his hands, by recognizing the whole earth is filled with his glory, by being wooed and toward beauty and truth and goodness. So that is a little bit about my story, friend. So amazing. It's beautiful to hear the way that even in early years of our life that seem unimportant, although nothing is unimportant to God, are so formative to the pathway in which we follow after God to discover who he is and who we are in him. So you spent years of your life traveling and creating physical beauty through hair and makeup in your (laughs) career. What put an end to that and a shift in your career into what you're doing now? Ooh, that question, Tori Hine. Well, I'm just going to begin with, I did not choose the shift. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I look back again and look at what God was doing and how he was working. And I think, wow, Lord, you've been orchestrating everything and the shift for me was my husband and I were living in New York city, one of our favorite cities, and we were loving it. I went on a work trip from New York to LA. I had shows that I was working on. I had my, my big heavy makeup kit. I was traveling back and forth from New York to LA, you know, just thinking I could do what my 20 year old body did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was on a work trip. It was actually on set of a show that on a commercial break, I was a hair and makeup artist on a commercial break, you grab your little makeup kit, you run in, you touch up the makeup, you touch up the hair, you, you know, make sure the tie, everything, the dress is sitting right. And then you dash out before we go live again. And so I I picked up my 10 pound makeup kit and I slung it over my neck. I'm kind of creeps me out thinking about it, remembering. And in the minute and a half of having it around my neck and running into the set, running out, I took that bag off and I felt hot oil of pain dripping down my whole body beginning from my head. As we come into the Christmas season, we want to have intentional conversations with our kids about what matters most at Christmas time. And I've been using the talk about discipleship resource that Awana's put together to talk about the Christmas story. They're in a series called Light of the World right now. And I love it because I don't have to piece together different books to read or plans or whatever. I download the guide and there is a craft and there is a story and there's a coloring book and there's a playlist and so many other things that we can interact with in order to begin intentional conversations about our faith throughout the holidays. If you want to check it out, go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com and you can get one month free with the code all caps eternity. And Mm. I had two discs tear. Wow. And they were bulging, pressing into my spinal sac, which surrounds your cord. And that was the beginning of a very arduous 18 months of recovery. And I had, I, there was a neck injury that put me on bed rest for five months. Oh my goodness. And in that, this is 2019. So 2019 for me was my own personal 2020. Right. Immediately. I had my life changed. Immediately, I was told I can't go back to work because I couldn't work. Immediately, my income stopped. Immediately, I I couldn't do anything on my own. Immediately, I was in in, in house and in the, you know, bedridden, homebound. And the first 
lesson that I was confronted with, the first reality was there I am not being able to do anything on my own, realizing, ooh, it's kind of hard for me to ask for help in all the ways. And Mm -hmm. the first reality that I feel the Holy Spirit was so sweet to bring to my attention because he wanted to heal it was while (laughs) being the good Christian girl that I was feeling close to heaven, I felt the warmth of heaven on my life all the days of my life. Incredible gift, incredible gift. There I was realizing while I might've been confessing with my mouth that my worth doesn't come from my doing, it comes from my being, being a daughter of God, being Jessica, being born, my actions and my calendar and my mind, my racing mind proved otherwise. That actually, I had been living that doing and creating and being and mm-hmm. elevating my career. That's where my worth came. So that yeah. was, and I know you relate to this, Dory. Yes. That is the first confrontation that God said, we're going to work on this. Mm. Let's start with that. That was my first domino. I mean, five months mm-hmm. in bed. Every element of your life, every element of your normal changed overnight. Mm-hmm. Where did mm-hmm. that lead you? I could cry thinking about it. And I do actually, I do. I think I look back and I, I say that poor girl who went through that and I'll shed tears. But then I say, and what a great God that made something beautiful out of that. And then I wow. cry happy tears before I left New York on a 10 day work trip that changed my life. Mm-hmm. And that led us to moving back to California. I sat down and one afternoon and I said, Lord, eventually I really want to, I really want to preach and write. And I want to coach. I want to mentor women. I want to disciple mm-hmm. women in a really intimate way. And yet I'm really busy with my booming career. You know, it, it was good. It, it was great. I I had, you know, passed these milestones looking back on my life as a makeup artist thinking, wow, I didn't actually realize the level of, you know, even worldly success that I had reached mm-hmm. until, until it's 2020 hindsight. Yeah. But in that moment, before I left New York, I sat down and I said, Lord, where do I begin? If I want to create a coaching program, if I want to create a a discipleship journey curriculum, how do I bottle it all up? Everything that you've showed me, what do I say? What do I put down on paper? And Tori, in one afternoon, this whole outline just appeared on my paper. Granted, I was moving the pen, (laughs) but it, it happened. It was like, as if I wrote the table of contents to my book I hadn't written yet. Yeah. And so I had this outline and I was so excited about it. And I thought, okay, well, one day in the future, maybe a year from now, maybe after I go to Bible college, maybe after I read Lamentations again, I'll <laughs> I'll I'll start a ministry, you know. And so I left New York to California with that in my heart. So the fact that I ended up in bed. And then I thought, oh, wow, you just gave me this download of how to walk women through soul flourishing, through discipleship, through being a good steward of everything we've been given by you, God, and what happened in that neck injury and being in bed and being having all that downtime was that while God, Holy Spirit downloaded that outline to me, 2019 was Jesus mentoring me and coaching me in that exact mm. outline. Wow. I have, I have goosebumps because I was chatting with a friend on Instagram 
yesterday who's in the bedridden season. She's not bedridden, mm-hmm. but she's in her own mm. being mentored by Jesus season and is mm. wondering, did I hear God wrong? Did mm-hmm. I take the wrong turn? Did I mess it up? And because the outcome that I'm walking in, the circumstances that I'm walking in are informing me that I failed and that I missed Mm. it. And I just could not at all agree with that whatsoever. Instead, it was, you know, a simple voice text to a friend, but telling her, if God has authored this story and if he's birthed this in you and he will bring it to full completion. And the only way that you can do this in its full capacity is if you carry an embodied word, a Mm. word that you live, a word that you are. It's about who you are being caused to become. So rise up, friend, you know, get up off of that deathbed and step into the victory that's been won for you. It may not shift the circumstances, but God is always up to something and wastes no seconds of Mm. your life. And so whatever the circumstances look like, whether you're in the flourishing, got my career for me season, <laughs> the injured and lose everything bedridden season, or climbing back up into purpose to understand what does it look like to follow God in this mm. way? God is with you and he's for wow. you and you are loved by him. Yeah. Amen. You know, one of the, I told you the first lesson I was confronted with, where do I find my worth? And that's a whole thing, identity and, and all the things, but the, the remedy to that and the answer, God said, here's what I want to teach you first, that success according to God is a one word answer, obedience. Like, well, I can't do anything. What am I inviting you to do right now? What am I asking you to do right now? Just be with you and receive from you? Yes. Mm. And if you do that, you're successful. Even if you can't work or bring in money, I think you're very successful in this moment because you are absolutely opening up your heart to a deeper layer level of wanting and desiring to be obedient to my word. Wow. Which is leading into what you're teaching women to do is to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. (laughs) If if you Mm -hmm. love Jesus, then, and if you call him Lord, you cannot mm-hmm. tell your Lord no. Mm, come if, on. If you claim that Jesus is Lord, and if he is laying something before you that you feel very unprepared for or unqualified for, and you don't know how to move forward, he's not asking if you are able to do it. He's asking if you are available and willing to follow him Mm. and say yes to his lordship, which means he's in charge. He's directing Mm. our life. He's leading us forward. And whenever we're given this, you know, potential turn in the road of our lives, you were entrusted with this monumental moment in your story where Mm -hmm. nothing was the same. And some people who are listening to this podcast may have had those experiences, but also maybe it just at a crossroads where it's like, you're not bedridden right now, but you still know that God is giving you mm-hmm. a fork in the road in your story. And you have to choose your way forward to say yes to what he's calling you to. Yes. The question that I always ask myself is, which direction should I take it would require the most faith out of me? Because mm-hmm. God is most pleased by the faith that we, hey. that we carry. And that Come we on, girl. So, wow. Have you heard it this way? I'm sure you have, but God's love language is obedience. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that? 
Yeah. And he's delighted by our faith. I love that you've been asking that question, which would require more faith. When you say the word obey, I think it's interesting to hear different people's responses of what that word means, because Mm. it can come with either a tone of almost like authoritative tone Mm -hmm. and a tone that lacks love and mercy and care. At the core of who he is, he is good and he loves you and he's for you. And he never leads you into something he's asking you to say yes to for your detriment, Mm. but always for your good and for his glory too. If reading the Bible kind of makes you go cross-eyed and you need a fresh way of experiencing scripture, I highly recommend that you download the Dwell Bible app. This is one of my favorite apps that I've discovered this year and I have a coupon code for you in the show notes. Now here's a couple of the things that I absolutely love that they give to you in this Dwell Bible app. They have playlists related to the feelings that you're experiencing. If you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling joyful or if you're needing peace, there's a playlist where they've gathered scriptures related to that emotion or the theme of the playlist and they set it to beautiful, ambiance music in the background you can customize it and make it your own so you can really deeply engage with god's word effortlessly there's a link in the show notes below that'll give you some discounts for purchasing at a year or purchasing at a lifetime i know this app is going to bless you and help you dive deeper into god's word go check it out Tori, you know this and people who know me know this, but I am obsessed with the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. primarily chapters one, two, and three. Y'all do yourself a favor, do a deep dive, look into original language, look into just do a deep dive into Genesis one, two, and three. This is the biblical worldview on everything. This is where Mm -hmm. we find out what is reality, what is true about God, what is true Mm -hmm. about humanity, what is true about marriage and gender and work and worship and stewardship. And until we really know God as creator, Mm -hmm. it will be very hard to know him intimately as Lord and King and Savior. And the biblical definition of, or or the concept of biblical stewardship, we have to know the truth about God and the origin story of the world and of humanity. And I want to share a couple of scriptures that really help me get into that right mindset of God is Lord of everything, the creator of everything. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Colossians 1, 1, 16, all things were created through him and for him. Romans eleven thirty six. from him, through him, and to him are all things to God be the glory. And why it's important to understand that is if God created everything, everything, you might go, well, what about all the evil and destruction and chaos in the world? The enemy can't create something out of nothing like God can. The enemy tries to break what God has made whole. Amen. The enemy tries to deem ugly what God has called beautiful. The, uh, the the enemy tries to say bad and make bad what God had created good originally. Mm-hmm. And so when we realize God is Lord of all, he made everything, then I realize, whoa, and yet he chose to love me and he chose to, he chooses to work through me and he chooses to lead through me that that brings me to my knees in the posture of true humil- humility, not false humility, women. I think we've been burdened under the weight of uh, the wrong ideology of what humility really is. And yeah. humility truly is simply a place of total dependence on God. Amen. Coming into the right thinking that you are the created thing. 
You're the creature. God is the creator. So therefore, I take my cues from heaven. Amen. God, teach me what to do and I'll I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to say and I'll I'll say it. Tell me what to write and I'll write it. That is a humble heart who longs to be obedient. And the good thing about this is that through humility and desiring to be obedient to the creator is the only way to flourish as a human on this earth. (laughs) When it comes to women saying yes to the Lord Mm -hmm. and taking up their mantle to lead, to speak, Mm. to build, to create, to use their voice, to take action, um, there is sometimes this resistance or insecurity that surfaces Mm. as a result, right? where they feel like they don't have permission to, or that it's wrong or that they're unqualified. Could you Mm. speak to that? I would love to. I'm over here going, yes. Oh, amen. Glory, put me in coach. (laughs) Yes. And I would like to go back to the beginning and in Genesis two, when God created woman, (laughs) I'm telling you obsessed that here's what we need to know about being a woman. It's a challenge word, term, idea, even now, which is crazy. But to know what it means to be a woman, we have to go to the origin story of woman. And we have to see what the designer of woman had to say about woman, right? Like reading the manual before we try to fidget with the device. Yes. And here are the two first words ever spoken about woman, and they're from God. And the Hebrew words are etzer konegdo, etzer konegdo. I'm working on my Hebrew, but E-Z-E-R, konegdo. Mm. We find this when God said, it is not good for man to live alone. I will create in our English translation. I feel does a bit of a disservice. It's, I will create a helper or a helpmate. Right. For the man, which Epsar Connecto, it does mean help. It does mean aid. But that's the beginning of what it means. It's a military term. It also means protector, mm-hmm. defender. And the most miraculous thing about Epsar is used a number of times, over a dozen times in the Bible. And God himself uses the word Epsar as a name for himself. Wow. When God himself needed to come to the aid of Israel when he helped Israel. Mm. God is an Epser. Look up to the heavens where our Epser comes from, where our help comes from. And so God bestowed the same word that he uses for himself to a woman. Wow. Yes, we're a helper. But I want us to remember, it doesn't just mean make you lunch and do the things that he could easily do on his own. We're helping man do something that he would have otherwise not been able to accomplish on his own. We need both. That's why God created two genders, man and woman. And until both were created, then God said, this is very good. Mm. Tov, very good. Very beautiful too. A layer of the definition of tov is beautiful, aesthetically delightful. So Epser Connecta, women, we are called to help, yes, to be an aid to, yes. And I'm not just talking about marriage in general, in relationships, but we're also called to protect and defend one another. And then Connecto, mm-hmm. while Epser is used, I think, over 18 times in the Bible, uh, again, let this be an invitation for you to go and do research on your own. Connecto is only used one time in the whole Bible, one time, right then wow. and there. 
It means opposite, but equal, opposite, but equal. And Bible scholars that I learn from and that I read from, they liken it to connecto is they liken it to the two wings of an eagle. An eagle needs a right wing and a left wing to what? To soar. Wow. Which is more important, the right wing or the left wing? Yeah, you need both. Yes. Why would we ever pick who is more important, male or female? We need both. God created both to rightly reflect his image and likeness to this world. Come on. Can I get an amen? Come on. Wow. (laughs) Someone listening to this podcast needed that Hebrew Mm. lesson because we have a culture that is just now re-strengthening this Mm. other wing, just Mm -hmm. now allowing women to hold their rightful place. And Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to see the fruit of that, of women awakened to their God-given calling. Yes, Mm -hmm. in correct order. Yes, in correct Mm -hmm. submission. Yes, Mm -hmm. within the design of who God's created them to be, but not disqualified, no longer put to the side, but actively participating in what they were created to do and be. And so for you and your support through what you do as a coach and a mentor through all of the different facets of how you do that, Mm -hmm. what are you most excited for as you're stepping into 2023 to help women do, to Mm. to equip them to, in the practical sense with what they need to, to say, yes, Lord, and say their best. Yes. Oh, I'm excited to see them soar as they grow in desire to be obedient to their maker, to their creator. And I'm excited for women, for us to step into a deeper realization of who we really are and through the power of God in us, what we can really do and how we could really bring a lot of healing and beauty and truth and goodness to the world. I'm really excited. God has been growing my heart in the direction of entrepreneurship, of leadership for women, of all the ships of mentorship of discipleship <laughs> yes of of yeah i want to i want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship let me ask you tori how might you sure define entrepreneur it's someone who is using their gifts and the authority that god has entrusted to them to build mm-hmm. something that they are in charge of designing for god's glory and the good of others Entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. are taking the road that says, I don't want to be told by somebody else what to do, Mm -hmm. but I want to hear from God directly and do what he says to do, to build a container of provision that produces freedom. At least that's what entrepreneurship means for me. Mm, I love that. As you're talking and thinking Proverbs 31 woman, the outline of- of a, an ideal, powerful woman, she was for sure an entrepreneur. <laughs> she actually, read, it, when you read it, she's she owns like three businesses. Which, <laughs> Go girl. <laughs> like you said, she, um, and nobody can produce or create anything out of nothing. Entrepreneurs are not right. creating something new, but they're taking the gifts that God's entrusted to them and Come on. what they've been entrusted to with by God and what he's already created and presenting it to the world in an effective way that helps them grow and do the same thing. Mm, amen. I love that. So this is why 
I I just want to empower, encourage, stir up the courage that is already in women who are following the Lord. You you, you see a problem in the world, and then you're like, I want to be bring this remedy to my community. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. women, we're very discerning creatures, right? Yes. <laughs> so we might get the heavenly download. And then I see women walking through and like, let me just start on this journey. And then they encounter what? Resistance. Right away, everybody will all encounter that. And I, my heart breaks for the woman who doesn't have the tools or the mindset or the community around her to help her push through that resistance, to actually yeah. build the thing, say the thing, preach the thing, write the thing that God is calling them to, yeah. to do. And so I want to share the the etymology of the word entrepreneur, and you're absolutely right. Uh, Tori. Now, entrepreneur, you might think, uh, you know, it comes from a, a French word to risk, to to undertake, to try. I love that. But the French got it from two Latin words mm. and the two Latin words. And, and again, I don't know Latin, but entre, E-N-T-R-E, that first part of the word in Latin means to swim out, to swim out wow. to the middle. Wow. Preneur or prendes in Latin to grasp, to understand, to capture. Wow. So I think of this this woman, this man or woman who is willing to swim out, to swim out to the middle where it's scary, where it's dark, where it's unknown, to capture, to, to gain understanding, to create a remedy, to be that willing vessel that God and the power of God and the glory of God can work through to bring healing to the community. Wow. And I think when I think about entrepreneur, then I think about this other really cool word. It's called, the word is lion hearted. Lionhearted, yeah. Tori, you are a lionhearted woman of God. Lionhearted means brave and determined. So I feel to be an entrepreneur, you need to be lionhearted, brave and determined, swim out to the middle, to go where nobody else has gone before, or maybe no one else in your family has gone before, yeah. and, and to meet God there in the unknown, to risk, to be wow. the one to go first. That's amazing. And so I want to stir that courage up in women to be, to do that, to be brave and determined, and then to move forward and say, yes, Lord. And we can't do it alone. Even this morning before our interview, I was reading in Second Chronicles how, how King Solomon requested wisdom and knowledge from God. Yeah. And I love that God um, in, in Second Chronicles chapter 1 Verse seven, that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask, what should I give you? Girls, if God, if God asked you right now, what should I give you? What do you want? What would you answer? Mm -hmm. I think that to be self-aware enough of your own desires of your heart, gives you an opportunity to grow in intimacy with God because then you could let him in to that longing because guess what? He gave you that longing yeah. <laughs> and he wants to be part of it. And I love that we all know this story. Solomon said, well, wisdom, Lord God, let your promise to my father David now come true for you have made me king over people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now grant me wisdom and knowledge so that I may lead these people for who can judge this great people of yours. And what jumped out to me is verse five, when Solomon said, the temple that I am building will be great for our God is greater than any of the lower G gods, 
but who is able to build a temple for him? Who am I then that I should build a temple for him? And I'm like, I relate to that because some of the vision and dreams that God gave me, I'm like, Lord, who am I to do that? But then it goes on. It's like, no, I am stewarding this vision God gave me. And here is something we all need to remember. Then Solomon, and we read it through the end of chapter two and three and all the things. Then he began to delegate. He began to grow Mm -hmm. a team. He began to say, well, therefore, send me an artisan who is skilled in engraving and working with gold and on and on. And so I want to invite women to remember, and and this is why the beauty of the Yes Lord Collective, which we're opening up 2023 with, is you don't have to do it alone and you shouldn't do it alone. You need to find your people. You need to find your people. You need to get clarity on the heavenly download. You need to be activated with strategy to pair with your faith. And then you need your people. And Solomon couldn't have done this without his people. And he was a a diligent, wise leader Mm -hmm. of this people. And together, because teamwork makes the dream work, together, everyone achieves more, which is an acronym for team, T-E-A-M. Together, everyone achieves more. And so that's what jumped out at me. Like, wow. Yes, Solomon said, yes, Lord. And then he needed a team of people. Hmm. So what about for the woman who says, I'm not a leader. I don't know how to delegate. I don't know how to step into community. I'm barely leading myself. What would you say to her? Yeah. Well, you just said something that is so pivotal, important, the barely leading yourself. I would, I would say begin there because leadership 101 is if you can't lead yourself, you won't be able to lead other people and leadership. Uh, you know, many people have different definitions of that and at its core, it's influencing you know, influencing for good right. under yeah. the authority of God. And I I battled with that idea, uh, you know, at a, a younger age and, and in my 20s and 30s, because I had this vision on how I wanted to to bring women together and, and create these spaces and really how I wanted to lead. But I shied away from that term like, oh, I don't think I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. I can't even lead myself. All the things. It's hard being a human, right? Yes. <laughs> like, That's why we need, I have a mentor and a therapist and a marriage counselor and my team, my friends, Tori Hine. (laughs) It takes a village to be a human and to be a healthy human. And it absolutely takes a village to be a leader. Yes. And so for the woman who doesn't think they're a leader, don't think about the doing, think about the being. How do you become a leader? And that's receiving power and love and grace from your King Mm -hmm. and even tonight, today, have a conversation with the King of Kings, with the lover of your soul, with Jesus, and say, Lord, what do you want me to see? What do you want me to know about you that I don't know about you yet? What do you want me to learn about me that I don't know about me yet? Begin those kinds of conversations and just focus on what it looks like to lead yourself. And that's an ongoing lifetime journey until we get to heaven. Yeah. I I promise. Well, I can just say from my experience, as I grew an understanding of how to steward my body, my thought life, me. Yeah. I began to lead me differently Mm -hmm. and I began to show up differently and life began to look differently. And from there, honestly, it's an overflow of, being able to, with the Lord, lead your life well, 
and be a good steward of what what he's entrusted you with, the interior of you, the soul, the mind, will, and emotions of you. And then from that outflow, people begin to see you as a leader without you having to try to say, I'm a leader, everybody, look at me. Yeah. People just recognize the fruit of that internal work that we get to do with the Lord first before we try to do and lead anyone. That would be my answer, Tori. Yeah, that's (laughs) such a good answer. Well, as we wrap up, tell us what it would look no, like. No, <laughs> let's not stop. Don't end it. Because uh, I really do feel, I feel like this is, and this is the reason why mentorship and coaching programs exist, you guys. It is one thing to listen to a podcast recording, and it's another mm-hmm. completely to link arms with someone like Jess or myself for a long-term journey of not just hearing information, but being held accountable to the transformation process of doing the information of it being transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the, that's the gift of mentorship and the gift of coaching and the gift of community. Mm. There's so many incredible opportunities to partner with different leaders in the world right now. Mm -hmm. But when you come across someone who speaks your language, who is offering something that you know that you need make that investment, take mm-hmm. a step. I've mm-hmm. and I've, I didn't do this truly until, um, after having children and realizing there's a real need in my heart for not just free resources that I listen to mm-hmm. in isolation, but I need to step into a deeper level with people in order to grow. I need someone to see me. I need someone to hold my story I need someone to challenge me beyond what I think I can do so that I can actually grow. And in 2023, Jess is putting together this amazing group of women with crazy, crazy level, high level training from so many gifted entrepreneurial kingdom minded women um, who I can't wait to learn from personally mm-hmm. and glean from. Um, and a community to go alongside of that and accountability that you could step into in 2023. And um, could you just give us a glimpse into what it'll look like? I would love to. It is a four-week coaching experience. It's an online course with live coaching woven into each week with a very engaged community with women who are stepping into this life of risk of faith, because isn't that what faith is risking, right? Going into places and, and following the Lord's lead, even when it doesn't feel safe or it it doesn't feel uh, comfortable, may I say, to be surrounded by other women who are making that jump, who are saying, yes, Lord, I want to be everything that you've called me to be. And I know it's a journey, but Teach me, guide me, lead me. I don't want to play small anymore. And I think word for all women everywhere yes. <laughs> certainly is a good reminder to me. Who benefits when you play small? Right. Think about that's a really great question. Who benefits when you play small? Yeah. When you keep your mouth shut, when God is asking you to speak, mm-hmm. when you 
hold a, a talent captive and quiet and don't share it with the world when God gave it to you and is asking you to share it with the world? Who benefits when you don't do that? And while we might think like, oh, that's humble. I'm going to let other people do it. I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back and let other people lead the way. Well, if God is calling you to do something and you're not doing it, that's not called humility. It's called disobedience and it's called pride. (laughs) It's a word for me too, y'all. And Mm -hmm. so to be surrounded by like-minded women, entrepreneurial women who are writing, speaking, designing, and building with the Holy Spirit to bring glory to God and goodness to people, that is what you're going to find in the S-Lord Collective. And so to give you a quick little overview of what it'll feel like, what it'll be like, I have interviewed 30, almost 30 mentors, Tori included, and Oh, in the areas of of writing, publishing, preaching, teaching, podcasting, designing, whether it be a product-based business, a, a service-based business, and then building and scaling a business. Yes, it's very broad, but this is a jumpstart, activate everything right. that God has put in you in the new year and find your people. Mm-hmm. So this is a Get activated, find your people, get that first step of clarity, get that next yes, that first domino and go attack 2023 with the Lord. And each day, a new module, multiple modules will be unveiled. And so we, I invite you to go through it with us together, but really you can go at your own pace. And then the investment is, it's $297 to be in the room with all of these entrepreneurial women yeah. to 40 plus is way more than that. Um, they're bite-sized, they're 20 minute modules, but you get access to all of this for all of 2023. And so, so let it be a guide, let it be a companion, let it be a friend, let it be something you go back and go, Oh yeah, that that teaching video that Tori did on on building with the Lord. I want I I need to I need to right. hear that again. And then the cool thing, and another cool thing is that every Friday in January, we do a 90-minute live, a Zoom live, and we have our mentors show up. And so that'll be a time where in real time you could meet these mentors ask questions, share your ideas. We'll do breakout rooms. It'll be more activation and more community. And ultimately we are called, what we want to do in the S-Word Collective is stir up that courage and equip female kingdom entrepreneurs to continue living that yes, Lord life. Come on. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait. We do. (laughs) I hope you guys join us. We'll put all the information in the show notes so that you can look at the links and access, you know, access more information and you can follow Jess on Instagram. I will also link mm-hmm. that below. Um, start a conversation and ask questions. Truly this, this is a really small investment to lay a foundation for what you want to grow in in this next year. If God redirects you and repositions you and teaches you something new and helps you connect one dot, one little vital piece of the puzzle of your life, it's well worth the investment. Um, Mm -hmm. and the relationships that you will gain along the way is absolutely priceless. So Mm -hmm. we hope you join us. That's so true. I love that. Yeah. Amen. So as we close out, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Matthew 11, 28 (laughs) through 30 is a life verse of mine. And I'll read it to us and I'll do a quick why. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest 
for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. An invitation from Jesus to who? We all qualify because we're all at times weary and burdened. (laughs) So an invitation to all of us. Yes. And I love that we get to rest with him and learn from him. And I geek out on learning from our master mentor, Jesus. Here's an invitation to do both. And I know this is a, a, a layered scripture and there's a depth to it, but even the word yoke, we've talked about this. It's a work contraption. And there's so much to that as well. And so when we find rest, when we first come to Jesus, then all these things will be added. Then things begin to make sense. Then work doesn't feel heavy and arduous. It could feel like worship. In fact, one more Hebrew word I'll leave y'all with, and you can find it throughout scripture. And in Genesis, avodah. Avodah is this beautiful Hebrew word that means work and worship and service. Mm -hmm. So while we in our English language and we in the West and our culture, we might compartmentalize those things. Well, work is over here. Worship is on Sunday morning and Wednesday night service eh, occasionally, but they are meant to be how we live. We are to live everything we do for work is worship unto God because we're managing his things and it's stewardship. So I love this. And it's a constant reminder to me to come to Jesus, to rest with him and to learn from him. And my soul will flourish when I do. That's my favorite. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jess. This is a joy. (laughs) Thank you, Tori. I love you. It's a joy for me too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.